this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hey everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Irfan Khan. He's the CEO of Circuit Clinical, a clinical trials company that's making innovation quicker, and they're doing it right here in Buffalo. We talk about the beginning of the company, the opportunity that Irfan had to relocate the company to Denver, why he chose to keep it in Buffalo, and how that decision has since been rewarded through all the resources and support our community offers. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the episode. So first of all, how are you hanging in there with everything going on and uh, our quarantine being mostly at home? It's an adjustment, that's for sure. I think there's a, a style that you have where you either prefer the office or you, you like working from home. I, I tend to be a fan of the office, but, uh, but it's, been, it's been a good adjustment. So times like these tend to put kind of a magnifying glass to problems that already exist or are kind of in the underbelly. Um, and I think that's been especially pr- true for Circuit Clinical. So before we dive into some of the specific issues of the last couple of months, What's your elevator pitch? Tell everybody who might not be aware, what is Circuit Clinical? Sure. We are a clinical research company that exists to make it easier for anyone to access a clinical trial as a research care opportunity. So we do that both with technology and with services, and we bring that trial right to your doctor's office. And now specific to the pandemic, tell us about the saliva test validation that you participated in and some of the ways you've been able to Uh, as a company, be helpful? Yeah, I think it's a nice example of the value of team and really surrounding yourselves with uh, very innovative uh, um, members to to help guide you. So one of our board members is Dr. Andrew Brooks, uh, who runs uh, Rutgers' Infinite Biologics, a lab that essentially does really cutting-edge diagnostics work uh, in genomics. And uh, and Andy had uh, pointed out that they had a really interesting, innovative way to, uh, to measure um, DNA and RNA out of saliva and needed some help um, uh, with, uh, with, um, with getting the actual testing done in time to get it to a submission uh, to the FDA. And that's really where we came in. We were able to take a project that should have taken six months and really reach out across Western New York and get that all done in 10 days. Uh, and that really played a role because now that test is, is part of what's going on in, um, in Western New York and across, uh, across the country, frankly. And on that note of, of speed and efficiency, what's the typical problem with clinical trials, not just in this you know, critical emergency situation, but more generally? I don't think it's a controversial statement to say that, uh, that it is very difficult for patients to find their way to a clinical trial. It's tough for them to make the decision to participate. And, and when they participate, it's hard to keep the motivation. So it's really this kind of chain that happens as a person is looking, is contemplating, and then participating in that trial, it's difficult. And so so that creates an effect that hits all of us. It means that clinical trials take a long time because they have to find the right people. And it means they cost a lot of money uh, to get all that done when you scale it up over thousands and thousands of people all across the US and then all across the world. And all of that cost gets reflected back into the price of medicines every day. So it, it impacts in lots of ways. It slows down the arrival of new medicines. Um, it slows down the arrival of breakthrough treatments and vaccines, and then it elevates the cost of them. So these are big problems that we think are worth uh, trying to tackle. 
So I want to go back. Um, how did the company get started? Where'd the idea come from? I know you were formerly a heart surgeon. So take us from that point to where you are today. Yep. I'll, I'll slightly nudge that into, I was a cardiologist. Uh, so small, but important distinction okay. between these two tribes. Uh, and since I have friends in both the, both the camps and I don't want them making fun of me, you know, I'm, I was what was called an electrician, an electrophysiologist. So I put in pacemakers and defibrillators. I burned out short circuits uh, when people have fast heartbeats. So great stuff, lots of fun. Um, had the, uh, the pleasure of working over at Mercy Hospital. Um, before that, I'd come from Cleveland. That's where I did all my training. And uh, clinical research was just part of how you get your healthcare over there. And when I came to, uh, to Buffalo, um, I had the great opportunity to continue doing that uh, kind of research work. And what you notice whenever you're doing research is it just takes too long. There's so many people who qualify, so few ways to access them. So we started talking to friends of ours and really thinking about, could there be a different kind of network of physicians willing to bring research to their patients as a choice for them to think about? Um, and that was really the beginning of Circuit's um, core ideas. As it is, you know, we didn't come up with anything unique there. You know, anybody who has a good idea should better believe that there's two or three people working on the same idea. So we have friends of ours down in Austin who had a very similar idea, approaching it slightly different. Another good friend of ours in, in uh, North Carolina has a great company where she's uh, leading a, a company that brings research to people. So the idea, I always tend to be of the opinion that the idea is great. It's all about the execution, really, you know, and what's your uniqueness in that space. So, so Circuit's real idea that I think that's a little unusual is that we think that research care belongs in healthcare spaces of any kind. So we partner with our great universities, you know, University of Buffalo and, uh, and Roswell Park are, are great partners of ours. Um, and, we, um, and we also partner with private practice physicians, we partner with the accountable care organizations. So our special sauce is that we are very good at connecting to healthcare spaces and turning them into research spaces. And I know along that path, you had an opportunity to move Circuit Clinical, I think it was Denver, Yes. So um, obviously you did not. And I think a lot of people locally in Buffalo are thankful for that. Um, so present us with that same choice and the thought process to keep yourself rooted in Buffalo. Yeah, we uh, circuit is a product of the Western New York ecosystem and New York state's real focus on creating an innovation economy. So, you know, um, you know, whatever we get wrong, that's on us by ourselves. But whatever we get right, there's plenty of credit to go along. Um, and so, you know, you think about uh, uh, back a few years ago, um, we knew we were building a kind of innovative company, which had uh, a value proposition to both health systems and the pharmaceutical industry that could that could allow it to become a big company. Um, and as we started to bring uh, leadership into the company in terms of our investor group, I was the founders of Health Grades, you know, um, Kerry Hicks. Uh, had created a, um, a venture capital company in Denver, and we got connected. Um, and as a result of that, we were like, okay, this is going to be great. They believe in what we're doing. And what they proposed was that there is a very mature life science ecosystem here in Denver. You know, lots of biotech companies that we could be client and get, getting their clinical trials work done. And that made a lot of sense. And, you know, you know, I've loved Western New York every day I've been here and a great place to raise your kids. And, uh, you know, got three of them in school around here. My wife's a radiologist. But that did seem like a very good play. And as we were getting ready to look, I mean, I was literally looking for houses. What happened was a friend recommended we apply to Startup New York. Um, and so I remember a conversation with Karen Utz over at uh, the university, and she was running the program. And we were really transparent. We said, you know, we really don't have a lot of time to, to spend on things that just aren't very likely to work out. And she was terrific about it, incredibly efficient. And within just weeks of applying, we'd gone through that process, been vetted, 
found to be adequate. And, and within a couple of months, I think the whole thing was done very efficiently. And that program really provides great tax incentives to the people you hire. So they don't, they don't, uh, they get uh, uh, tax breaks for their state taxes. So it's a way to attract for a small company to attract really talented people who want to work there. So that was the beginning of it. And then it just led to one domino after another, the university of Buffalo through the, uh, the center of excellence um, and uh, the Buffalo Institute for genomics and uh, data analytics run by Christina Orsi and Dr. Norma Nowak. Uh, they really did um, go well out of their way to help a young company achieve growth. And, and so they uh, put together a great program for us. And all of that really just sort of, put the writing on the wall that Buffalo really did want to have innovative companies grow up here. So we talked to the board about it and they said, no, you're absolutely right. That, that if you come to Denver, you'll be one of many companies that are, you know, high growth and doing those kinds of things. But if you stay in Buffalo, you could really be a, um, a relevant player essentially in that space. And it's turned out to be amazing for us. So startup New York comes along and helps out. You choose to stay in Buffalo. Um, work with UB as well, and then comes 43 North in the timeline. Tell us about that process. Was it two separate years you were a finalist? It was, and it's a, it's a, it's a good, when I write the book about this, you know, that's about as good a metaphor as any, right? So 2016, I think it was, uh, we made it as far as the semifinals. And, uh, and it's funny because when we didn't advance to the finals, I remember being absolutely astonished. I'm like, well, how, how is it that we didn't make the finals? And then just last year, we, we made the finals, and we're lucky enough to be an award winner. And I remember thinking back to that day when I was surprised that we didn't get there. And it was a great lesson in like, you know, how much growing up I had to do as a founder and how much, how much circuit had to grow up to even be competitive because the caliber of those companies that are, you know, all of our Y6, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, they're amazing companies. I mean, so, you know, it was delusional on my part in 2016 to think that, uh, that boy, we really should have been in the finals. We, we really did not have any business being in the finals in 2016. But by the time 2019 rolled around, we had learned a few lessons. We had uh, hit some proof points, you know, found what they called product market fit uh, and, and had, uh, had found that some of our ideas uh, had bubbled up to the level where even the, the industry nationally was interested in what Circuit had to say about certain things. And that kind of traction and those kind of proof points, certainly being trusted by University of Buffalo, you know, uh, Dr. Murphy and Dr. Sethi's leadership on the, uh, on the clinical side, working closely with Roswell Park and uh, Dr. Johnson and Dr. Schwab, trusting us with uh, an opportunity to be useful there. I think that had led us to become a mature enough company uh, that when we were presented at, uh, at, the, at the, uh, the finals pitch, uh, that we did well there. But I, I always think of our time at 43 North, the experience of actually being in those two competitions as a really nice example of what's changed over the last couple of years inside the company. And certainly being in 43 North has been absolutely amazing for us. I mean, can't say enough about the, the great job Colleen does uh, running that team. And 43 North recently made the move to the tower. Did you as well? We did. We did. It's, uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's a, it's a great uh, open concept. Uh, it's glass walls everywhere. So every, every team has got the privacy they need to get their work done. But it's also highly collaborative. You're talking to people who understand kind of what it takes to create a high growth company. And then the really amazing thing is that the 43 North team itself is sitting right beside you, um, right down the hall if you have problems. And they have like an expert at each position, right? So, you know, whether it's Lauren Rivette kind of making us all smarter about how to interact and think about uh, sort of working with the, with government at every level, whether it's um, 
Nomura Devlin giving us tremendous amounts of support on uh, public relations and media. Uh, every one of them, Tiffany Dickinson has, has done tremendous stuff for us in terms of helping build out our, our image and, and kind of what our look and feel looks like. So it's great. It's like you, it, you get this great office space. That's terrific. And I, and it, it is truly gorgeous. Uh, but way better than that is you get all this support and mentoring access to the, uh, the previous teams who've come before um, and access to the founders who've kind of had both experiences, growth and, and the struggle. So it's, it is, it is a really, really unique experiment and you can see why so many good companies are coming out of it. So while you were founded in Buffalo, uh, because you had that option to move to Denver, you're really in, in Buffalo by choice, not by default, right? So to other entrepreneurs out there and maybe specifically in life sciences, why would you urge someone to relocate to Buffalo? You know, what are the benefits you've seen? You laid out kind of that resource network um, and, you know, maybe it's, it's talent affordability, any of those things that you would encourage someone to consider when picking a business location. Yep. And we're having these conversations with companies every day right now uh, because Circuit is designed to help accelerate a biotech or a, a young pharma, small molecule companies, uh, clinical development pipeline. So one of the benefits they get as we get stronger and stronger is they're in the same hometown as Circuit is, which can tremendously accelerate your uh, your development cycle. You don't need to take our word for it, just ask Rutgers, you know. Um, and there's projects that have come out of that work that are very similar to it. And so I think that's part of it. I think a much bigger part of it is the fact that there is a tremendous amount of life science talent all around the city, uh, between uh, UB and between uh, Roswell Park, uh, between the private companies. I mean, there's some great companies here, OmniSeq. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity to get access to client work, to get basic science work done at two great institutions. Um, actually, I, I, I'm actually selling the, the region short. We have tremendous universities around here. So there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of uh, opportunity to get early stage work done. Um, there's a company that's all about getting clinical trials done if you need one of those. Uh, and then there's a lot of um, there's a lot of this ecosystem infrastructure for for startups and young young companies and high growth companies. So you think about what Jack Greco and Clark Deaver are doing with uh, with uh, TechStars. You think about what uh, what Colleen Heidegger is doing with Forty Three North. There's all these people who come to work every day to kind of make the whole ecosystem work. And there is clearly a life science flavor, a technology flavor to that. So I, I, I literally have these conversations with people who are trying to consider hiring circuit to do their work. And I make the point, I said, you should consider moving to Buffalo. You should relocate the company here. There's all kinds of uh, incentives and opportunities available and plenty of people to talk to over here who can, who can show you how that can work. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. I think that's, I think that's a natural evolution of us being successful too. All right. Well, we're very lucky to still have you in Buffalo and doing the work that you just mentioned. Uh, appreciate your time. Before I let you go, we have a couple hard-hitting, journalistic, blizzard-round questions for you. Love it. If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Ocean commotion. Book or TV show that you'd recommend? Uh, I think Westworld is truly the deepest television show I've seen in years. Text or phone call? Text, always text. I'll take a phone call for sure, but uh, yeah, if you want, if you need my attention, text me. Bills or sabers? You know, I, I've been crying for years with bills. <laughs> <laughs> Hiking or skiing? Uh, probably skiing, poorly, very poorly at both of those, but, but probably skiing. And the last question, most important, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? I am a drumstick man. <laughs> It uh, creates complications, but that's life. You got to deal with those things. Great pick. Thank you very much.
Pleasure. Thanks, Greg. Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.